When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The correct Neville Arena time is 21-21 Central Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Origin True Podcast. Still harbored by the friendly folks at collegeandmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. It is I, Sunna Crow 2 on Twitter, at Sunna Crow on Venmo. It is a lovely, gentle night because what's next to me, via the magic of the internet, is the rumor monger Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for sticking uh, to basketball. Uh, and Sunbelt Champs, Troy Trojans. It was a good time Saturday. The other side of me is longtime guest of the show. This is like a, and also starring part of an old 90s sitcom. It is James Jones. Guys, I didn't shoot a 46 in a scramble this weekend, but I was there when supposedly somebody did. (laughs) With multiple holes in one. Yeah, this is a deep golf TikTok Instagram reference that probably two people get. But I didn't even know it was a thing outside of that until Ryan told me told me about it Sunday morning, and then I had to tell him that I played in it. That's <laughs> so amazing. All right, guys, tonight we have a couple things we want to get done. Number one, we're going to talk basketball. Auburn played a number of games last week and has another number of games. Well, one is a number, Ryan. We you're you're one right. Game. We played a, one number, game. a number of game. We played a positive non-zero integer of games last week. We've got the same coming up this this week. We scored enough points that it was like we played two games. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn figured out an offense last week. More than double what we scored against Northwestern. Yeah, so we'll get into that. But before we do, let's take a little bit of time to play a game. So as some of you who are listening to this know, we record this on Monday nights. Monday was the day the portal officially opened in college football, and thousands of kids jumped into it. Kids we've heard of, kids you think you've heard of because you follow AU Nurture recruiting. But let's see how well James and Ryan do know the portal kids. We're going to play a game called, is this kid currently in the transfer portal or is this the name of a professional cyclist? And the way this game works is I'm going to name a name. Like I might say Richard Carapaz. Richard Carapaz, is that a... Former three-star tight end who was transferring from Louisville? Or is he a cyclist? And then Ryan would give an answer. James will give another answer. And I'll tell you who's right. So in that in that one, Ryan, what do you think? Richard Carapaz? That's uh, a cyclist. James? I would, I would agree. That is correct. You boys would both be getting one point. And that is how the game is played. Richard Carapaz, former Giro d'Italia winner. The only Grand Tour winner from the nation of Ecuador has a name, a day named after him in the nation of Ecuador. 
So he is a big deal. Now let's get started. So that one was, that was, that was easy mode. First one we're going to do is Mark Pope. Mark Pope. Is that, is Mark Pope riding for team, former team sky, current team Ineos, the Grenadiers, or is he transferring from Miami? Is he a transfer portal kid or is he a cyclist? Ryan. This is James first or is this me? This is Ryan first. Uh, oh, man, Mark Pope. That sounds like a uh, Georgia tight end. But you say Miami, that throws me off a little bit. I'm going to say this is a cyclist. I would agree. That name is too English. Mark Pope is transferring. Actually, I was wrong. He's transferring from Jackson State. He started out at Miami. Uh, then went to Jackson State and is now back in the portal. I wonder where he's going. <laughs> Former Miami wide receiver transferring from Jackson State. All bets show Colorado, I imagine, would be his next. I don't know. Deion, Deion told some of those guys are not good enough to go with him. So. I mean, from guys, Coral Gables to Jackson, Mississippi to Boulder, Colorado is a way to see the country. Yeah, if you're trafficking in weight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Carlos Rodriguez. Carlos Rodriguez transferring out of Florida State. Or is Carlos Rodriguez a Spanish Spanish? Spanish cyclist. Do I go first this time? James. Uh I'm just going to go cyclist again. I'm I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say he's a football player. Carlos Rodriguez is a professional cyclist. Ah, I'm terrible he, games. He is not transferring from his team. He's staying where he's at. All right. So that is James has a lead of, I believe, 1-0. One, 1-0. Zero. One, zero. So, or 2-1. Well, do, okay. Yeah. So what? Uh, what was? Or, uh, we, no, yeah, but, uh, it was. It was one zero. Yeah, we both got the first one wrong. Sorry. Yeah. One zero. I'm an idiot. All right. Here's one. Does this player have three years of eligibility remaining, or is he a professional cyclist? Marquise Brunson. Marquise Brunson. Is that a pro cyclist, or is that a mm. former linebacker from? The All-American? Con- I don't actually know what conference the school would be in, but is that a former oh, linebacker? See, or is I that- think you know what conference the team's in. Okay. That- yeah, you're good with the logos, though. Maybe not conferences. Realignment's probably uh, gotten by you. Um, Marquise Brunson, did I do a really good job selling that as a pro cyclist? Or- no, he's a, line- he's a linebacker. Okay. Yeah, I'm a safe football player. You guys are both right. That is a Liberty University defensive. Oh, I actually no. don't. I actually no. don't know what conference Liberty plays in. To be uh, honest, and they were independent. They're going to Cusa. Okay. All right, Justin Jacobs is Justin Jacobs a linebacker transferring out of the Big Ten, or is Justin Jacobs playing writing for Team EF Education First Drapak Cannondale next year? They gotta shorten the name. It's a great name, though. Yeah. What was the middle word there? 
Drapak. Actually, he's not. I think they're not Drapak anymore. That's actually a guy's name. I don't think uh, he's sponsoring them next year. Cannondale's a bike, right? Yep. They're they were bike. on Cannondale bikes for 10 years. That sounds like a uh, third-tier English soccer team. Justin Jacobs? Also, yes. No, no, no. England, or Cannondale. Cannondale, Cannondale AFC. Yeah. <laughs> They're mid-table in League One. Yeah. Actually, they were, they were a American-made bicycle brand for years and years and years until like eight years ago that started being made in Taiwan along with every other bike. There's just one factory in Taiwan, by the way, that makes like every single bike. They just put different logos on them. That, that sounds about right. Justin Jacobs? Justin. J-E-S-T-I-N. Oh, good catch. I thought it was Justin. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm going to agree. Justin's a cyclist. Justin Jacobs is a University of Iowa linebacker <laughs> transferring straight to the portal. Is oh, a big, no. big guy. I am uh, what one of four right now. Yeah, this yes. is a good game, you guys. You're what two? You got two points there, James. I have two. Thank All right, two to one. This is a very Iowa score that we're. Uh, oh yeah, right now. All right, let's see. Can you get Jai Hindley? Is Jai Hindley a Hindley. former four-star corner who's transferring out of the Pac-12? Or is Jai, is it Hindi? No, I said it right. Hindley, Jai Hindley. Or is he a professional cyclist? For, let's come up with a team, mm. Bora Hansgrohe. No, you're not that You're not that sneaky. It's a cyclist. <laughs> uh, I've lost my page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see what you're doing yeah. there, girl. Yeah, he's, he's being too... Too obvious about trying to try to fake us out. I would say cyclist. You guys are right. Jai Hindley is an Australian cyclist for Bora Hands Grow Up. For, for Bora? So Bora. Bora is a Bora is a German Bora Bora. Uh sinks and like stove manufacturer. And Hans Groa is a very expensive German like faucets manufacturer. Yeah. If you, the more you they, know. they sell them in the United States and they're like, you can get a shower head. It's like $4,000. It's not a, it's a, it's an expensive thing. So it's a shower head for your yacht. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it going. My, my phone dropped my, my cycling right. website. Three to two. Got to catch up somewhere. All right. Michael Matthews. Is Michael Matthews transferring or is Michael Matthews a professional cyclist? I knew a Michael Matthews in college. I was lab partners with him in uh, Kim 2. Yeah, that's that's too generic. That kid, that's honestly, that's probably both. That kid went to Oak Mountain. <laughs> it's probably both. <laughs> like, can you prove it's not? <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Look at the other one. That's funny. What do you think, Ryan? Well, is, it my, uh, is it my turn to go first? Oh no, you're right. It's James's turn. It's James's yeah, yeah. Turn. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go football. He's in the transfer portal. Okay, Ryan. I'm gonna go cyclist because I need a point. Michael 
nickname Bling Matthews is a sprinter in professional cycling. He is Australian. And I still didn't know where Bling. you were going after you said sprinter. And his name is Bling. Yeah, Bling you said Matthews. Bling Sprinter. I was like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Still don't know. Yeah. All right. So All right. Three, 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 three. I'm glad somebody's keeping score. I got, I got two more. So right. I guess it could end in a tie, but I can maybe come up with a third. Three more. Three more. A very World Cup of you. Yeah. Graham Mertz. Ah, too easy, Crow. Too easy. Quarterback at Wisconsin. Yeah, confirmed. All right. There you go. In the same recruiting class as Bo Nix, I believe? Uh, Yeah. Part of the worst quarterback class of all time? Yeah, they were both five stars and not so much. So we're still tied. The two questions remaining. Claude Larkins. Claude Larkins. Larkins. Is Claude Larkins transferring from a school in the East Coast, or is he a team, a ride for a Spanish team? Which one? I'm going to say cyclist. Uh, He plays lacrosse at Georgetown. (laughs) You might. might. He is Uh, actually – Cyclist, if it's not clear. He is actually transferring from the North Carolina (laughs) State University – Wolfpack. He is a defensive lineman. You know, both got that one. So we're still tied with the last tied, question. Right. Do, who was so, it that? Uh, what basketball team was it that had a guy that was his? He went by four. It was like Butler or somebody like that. Like F O U R four. Yeah, because he was whatever his name was, the fourth. But instead of calling him oh. like his first name or a derivative of the first name, they just literally called him four. That's amazing. It's a new one to me. Okay. All right, here we go. Magnus Sheffield. Is Magnus Sheffield a very Norse-sounding hmm. cyclist? Or a very Norse-sounding inside linebacker transferring from a powerhouse in the Midwest? This isn't, this isn't um, Gary Sheffield adopting a chess grandmaster? Is he is Magnus Sheffield an American cyclist? Is Magnus Sheffield a American middle linebacker? <laughs> Magnus Sheffield is a football player. Well, in the interest of giving a res- giving us a result, I will go the opposite way. I do know that Magnus Sheffield has to be an American name because who would have the last name Sheffield and then name someone Magnus? <laughs> Gary Sheffield's son, I'm telling you. Other than my beloved country, so I'll say cyclist. Magnus Sheffield is an American cyclist riding for Ineos Grenadiers. He was born in Pittsburgh. He was born on the 19th of April, 2002. He is a 20-year-old American cyclist. One of the next... One month before I graduated high school. Yeah, one of the next greats. He is ranked 83rd in the world by Pro Cycling Stats. He, he does not look 20. There's a lot of miles in those legs for 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Riding for a British team, American kid with a Norwegian name. <laughs> what are you going to do? So that means James Jones, our special guest, with the guests win, winning the cyclist or transfer portal kid. I almost, my favorite I name that I saw, 
My favorite name that I saw on the transfer portal list was Joko Phillips. I was like, wait, that's one of ours. <laughs> they're <gonna laughs> definitely guess. They're guessing. I want to say he was in our original Star Wars recruit game. I think you're right. I think you are right. And speaking of which, we've got a lot of uh, transfer portal kids from the University of Alabama. The capstone is just leaking talent. Did, did Nick go in there and tell him, give him a Coach Prime moment, tell him you got to leave? Or is it going down with a whimper? Call us at 888-ORANGE-AND-TRUE, 888-ORANGE-AND-TRUE. Let us know what you got to say about that. I was hoping you were going to uh, figure out how to convert that into numbers real quick. No, I can't convert into numbers. Well, you know, they got a lot of guys uh... – Got a lot of guys opting out. Got a lot of guys in the transfer portal. Line's only six. I think everybody's come around to, hey, Kansas State's probably going to want to play this ball game against Alabama, and Alabama might not. Email. Mm-hmm. Email, indeed. I literally swore off ever rooting for Kansas State ever again, only to now be able to regain doing it. And I was not going to do it because they were, they were going to they beat TCU. And I thought if they beat TCU – and it allows Alabama to back into this stupid thing. I will never allow myself to cheer for the Wildcats ever again. Hey, but now we're back. Now we're back. I am. I am Team Purple this off season or postseason. Yeah. Go Frogs. Go Cats. Yeah, I can't tell you how much yeah. I want TCU to win the national championship. That would be great for a number of reasons, like like so many reasons. But number one, it just puts a huge poke in the eye of University of Texas and also Auburn for not hiring Sonny Dykes. And number two, just a hilarious turn of events for a guy going from SMU to TCU and turning him into a national champion. Number three, it's not Georgia. So, yeah, it's a good reason as any. But we're not talking football today. Next week, we'll talk a little bit of football probably. (laughs) We might get AU nerd on here and talk a little bit recruiting, maybe talk about the field out coaching staff. I'm, I might be sick next week to see what Cadillac, the oh, true I'm coaches, sick. see what the true coaches has put together for a staff around him. Not the shadow coach, but the real coach. Actually, he would be the shadow coach in this yeah. scenario. Shadow coach is a great name for a novel. All right, we're talking basketball. This is John Grissom novel. Ryan, what do you have for us as far as Auburn's dominant win over the toothpaste men? Uh, we finally shot well. That's I mean, that's the synopsis of the entire game is Auburn hit shots. Um, we talked about last week, Colgate's going to be a team that also shoots well and um, just a typical small East Coast school that's uh, – Athletic and, you know, passes the ball well. Uh, they did that. Uh, still scored 66 on Auburn's defense, which is the most anybody scored all year. Um, you know, not the gauntlet. But we, uh, we hadn't really played a gauntlet yet, but still 66 points for a Colgate. Good showing. But 93 for Auburn. Hit uh, what felt like as many threes as they have the rest of the season combined in this one. Um. I don't know. It was fun to just kind of 
after the stress of last week, just kind of go and watch uh, Auburn basketball beat up on some some uh, small school kids. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, the perfect capper to the week. It was nice having a little Friday night basketball. You know, you get you get through the non-conference slate, and then you just kind of get in a rhythm of it's Tuesday or Wednesday and then Saturday. And then that's just, you know, that's what we're playing every single week. Yeah. It's nice to, you know, just have a little Friday game thrown in there. And yeah. it was one where, I mean, everybody played. I don't think anybody had a bad game. I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, Zep was a little quiet. He was one of three from the field, but it was a three. And he had... Uh, had a couple of rebounds, but you know, it was a quiet night, but he also was playing solid man on man defense. So Yeah, I mean the the only bad thing in this game I would say is you know, Katie getting his bell rung at the end of the half. But the quote, um did you guys catch Bruce's quote post game on that? He is uh talking about that that play and, and Katie. He's like, Yeah, you know, Katie got shook up, kinda had his bell rung, but Honestly, his bell's always rung, so he looked pretty normal to me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, one of my favorite games from him in, since he's been here. My number one is still the Oklahoma game last year. That was my yeah. favorite. Um, but It's his best game for, since the injury in February last year. Yes, and if I'm going to go out on a limb and say if he hits four out of five threes every single game, I don't think we're going to lose. It's a yeah. pretty good bet, James. Pretty good bet. Um, yeah. You know, you're our, you're our shark here. I'd be curious how you would handicap that. If, uh, <laughs> you can guarantee a four or five game for KD. What are our odds? Um, I mean, we could still get beat if just like nobody else could throw it in the ocean. But if nobody else can throw it in the ocean, though, you know, KD is not just going to be four or five. He's going to be 12 or 15 <laughs> at that point. Yeah. If he, if we consistently get 80%, you know, that's when you just <laughs> you tell you tell them to shoot every time down the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I, the key is an aggressive KD, whatever that means, whether that's an aggressively shooting KD or an aggressively attacking the basket KD. As long as he's aggressive, good things seem to happen when he has the ball. It's when, I mean, he is one of the most aggressive guys on the team. So that's easy to say, but there are times in games where he gets a little bit passive and you Auburn really needs him to be that 
kind of Tasmanian devil animal from the Muppet Babies to just kind of go in there and get things done. Yeah, and you know, to me, the the moment of the game is he gets isolated on the wing against Colgate center. And really their backup center, I think. It was 55, the, the huge guy. Um, and the guy, like, looks at him and then just backs up. Like, literally starts to jump out on him for three, you yeah. know, as he's a, looking at a three, and then backs up two steps. And KD, like, literally, like, points at him and says, all right, all right, and cans it, and then turns around as if to ask the crowd, did y'all see what this gentleman <laughs> just did to me on offense in those exact words yes yes yeah i'm 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 paraphrasing but what i appreciated the most is that um you know katie learned from mistakes when he's gonna say things like that just turn away from the ref don't get a tech like you did earlier this year you can still say those things just you know redirect them a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. only player i've ever known to get a tech and a friendly too so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, we this team looks a lot like last year's team in some ways. KD is still KD, but there are some diff- major differences. And one of them, I would say, is this team is somehow more attacking on defense. This team has shored up any defensive uh, concerns there may have been last year. Um, and, you know, obviously Walker and Jabari are elite pairing um, in the front court, but. And they're at the point now where I trust essentially everybody on the court to to hold their own against anybody else they're playing. Um, they they help when they need to help. They very rarely just blow assignments. And when it has happened, it's been the freshman. And so I'm a little more forgiving of that. I mean, you've seen it from Westry and Treyor and, uh, and Donaldson a few times, but that's what non-con's for. Um, they're learning. But everybody else, I mean, they are just vicious on ball. Um, we're second in the country in, in stocks for a reason. Um, and that's just because Houston is at an absurd pace with steals right now. But, uh, yeah, this – it seems like the last few years we've had one or two really good or great defenders, like on the Okoro team. Him or Samir could really kind of guard anybody, and you'd feel good about that. Now it's it's one through ten. I, I feel great with this defense. Yeah, and you feel good about them guarding anyone. I mean, it, yeah. you, know, you go back to the Memphis game. It was Janai getting switched on to Yuri Collins and St. Louis. <clears throat> uh, St. Louis, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then you go. Uh, there were points in this game where we're setting a trap at half court, and Dylan's part of the trap. And I, how in the world do you ever get around someone else and Dylan? I'm, you know, Wendell had a block in this game. He did. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I think this game was this been not probably this was the best game we've played all year. And Colgate's not a bad team. Like I, don't, I think no, they'll be they'll more than likely be a tournament team. Um, not because they're top sixty in Ken Palm or anything, but they're they're the best team in their conference. I mean, they run really good stuff. Like, yeah, they yeah. just they they pass the ball well, and they would they would get buckets off of just how how well they move the ball and how yep. well they cut. 
doing doing little stuff like that. It was just when when that's when we when Auburn would shut that stuff off or when they wouldn't so, quite have the perfect rhythm to it, that was when they'd get in trouble. So Colgate right now, uh, including this game against Auburn, they're seventh in the country in three-point percentage at 41%. That would be amazing if our whole team could do that. Or if one player could do that, even. Um, and they're 27th in assists, or assist rate. So they're it's exactly what we saw. They're, they're hitting the extra passes. They're making shots. Uh, but when you're Auburn, you, they're not going to hit the shots that uh, they were, and especially not in the paint. So you're, you're going to make them try and rain threes. And they did for a little bit. I think at halftime, the combined three-point shooting was over 50% for these two teams. Yeah, they were four of seven. We were seven of 12. Yeah, so just Auburn, when you run into that with Auburn, it's, you know, if they're shooting well, there's not really anything you can do to stop them. Um, but yeah, it was just a fun overall game. Everybody contributed, like James said. Um, I don't really know what else to take away from it. Alan Flanagan, once again, just looked great. Two out of three from three. Uh, great defense. Uh, only one turnover, which is huge. Yeah. But yeah, he's up to, I think, like 38% from three. Um, that is a huge development for this offense. If that keeps up, I mean, not a super high volume, but I don't really care. I mean, if he's taking three to four threes a game and hitting, you know, two of them, great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, those of us that stayed on, that stayed behind Al, kept receipts on on some other some other people. Not necessarily y'all too, but we remembered what everybody said last year. I mean, I was as, uh, as I was pretty struck. tough on them last year. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not going to say I, I uh, saw the, the final product the whole time, but he's he's showing out right now. Yeah, he's a good player. I, I mean, even last year there were glimpses of him being a good player. He's just he's always been a good defensive player, a smart defensive player who does the right rotation, is in the right position where he needs to be. He just misses shots on offense and sometimes plays a little too out of control outside of his game. And I think people see him as this athlete that we've been with now for four years, and they're expecting something out of him without appreciating how talented he actually is. I don't like you're they're expecting something else instead of saying, well, actually, he's really good the way he is. Like we he we need him to be what he's what he is. A good version of plan gets this team far. As opposed to him trying to play a different brand of basketball and be somebody he's not. Definitely. I think this team this team playing like yesterday, like they like they did against Colgate goes a long way. Like yeah. that, that's it. And, yeah. And mind you, we were short Jalen Williams in this game too. So that's true. We Who's been our best there? player? Yeah, maybe most consistent of the season. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, down a man. Uh, the four Treyor played well. Chris Moore played well. Stepping in to start there or at the four. Yeah. Um, and once again, I mean, I know I've said it a couple times now. Wendell Green is he's not there yet. He is transforming into Jared Harper in front of our eyes. He's making just absurd plays at the at the basket. Um, he's hitting all the guys uh, 
in transition and in, in the half court that, you know, they're, they're not Sharif Cooper level assists, but he's not making near the mistakes he was last year. Um, he's getting to the foul line now too. That, that was kind of the, something we were missing last year is a guard who could go to the basket and either score or take the foul. You know, we were uber reliant on either Jabari or, you know, somebody having a, a red hot night shooting, but this is how you mitigate that is it's a lot easier to shoot from the free throw line for most of these guys. People not, not who are, <laughs> the anti Wendell green crowd is seeing it's, stock go down faster than FTX. Like we are we are seeing him come into his own. And it is he's a fun guy to watch. Like this is yeah. Wendell Green is worth the price of admission. He's he's the kid who keeps Auburn in games. He did it last year a bunch of times. He's gonna do it again this year where it's yeah. like if there's one guy on our team that can that can just say, okay, I'm taking this game over, and I'm going to score the next six points. He's one of those guys. KD is also sometimes. You never know what's going to happen for KD, though. Right, yeah. Just out of nowhere. Wendell, he's who you're turning to in in big spots now. And it's pretty obvious, I think. I mean, just seeing how the team looks when he's not on the court, and that's not a slight to anybody else, but it, it just doesn't flow the way it should, I think. Um, no, it doesn't. And, and it's, I think that's a, I think that's a combination of having, uh, of trying to run two freshman point guards. Right. Because at this point, the back of the point guards are, are Westry and Donaldson. Right. I think if you, if you put Zep Jasper in that role, you wouldn't see as much of a drop off, but I, I don't think it's time to punt on that move. Yeah. Definitely not. No, and I think Zepp's still uh, settling into being a, a full-time shooting guard. Um, and the flexibility in the backcourt now is uh, absurd. I mean, you really, you have five guys with point guard ability. But, I mean, if you include Al, because he played it for a full year two years ago, uh, Zep, Wendell, Chance, Trey, and then you know KD can run it in transition, no problem. Um, it makes it really hard for defenses to key on key in makes, on one playmaker. It makes Auburn impossible to full court press. Right. If you trap somebody, there's still going to be another guard who can distribute, and you, they're going to have numbers at that point. They can play point. Yeah. They can shift to go. Okay, now he's point. Yeah. And he I'm, can honestly, initiate the offense. I'm comfortable with literally any scholarship player on the on the roster bringing the ball up the floor other than like Broom, Cardwell, and Treyor. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird spot to be in, but yes, you're absolutely right. We got we got like eight guys that I'm okay with taking the ball across half court. And that helps your what transition I, offense too because you don't have to find the point guard. You know, I'll if, say KD's, if KD and uh, Flanagan have you know, an open court two on one, they can run it. It's fine. Uh, my hot, my hot take on this team is Wendell Green last year. You could tell one of his biggest problems was maybe that he's never been on a team where he wasn't the best player on the team. And last year was probably the first time in his life that that wasn't the case, and he didn't quite adjust the way that everyone thought he should. 
to something that he had never experienced before. That no longer is the case. So now he knows he's maybe back to being that guy. And so he's playing in a much more comfortable setting because this is the way he's probably been since he was in the sixth grade. He's never been on a basketball team in which Wendell Green Jr. wasn't the guy that got the ball across half court, took every shot, made every assist, made every play until last year. Because when he was he transferred from what Western Kentucky, Eastern he was Eastern, Eastern Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, he was the guy on that team before he had to train before he transferred to Auburn. So like, legitimately, even at the college level, he had never been on a team that he wasn't the man until last year. And so he's probably more comfortable in this role. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get into SEC play. I know he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after the way some of that went down towards the end of the year last year. Um, it's he's get, He gets shots at redemption pretty quickly once we get into conference games, too, because it's Florida is the first game and Arkansas is the third game, I believe. Uh, those were you know, the, the two games last year where end of half, end of game scenarios kind of fell through the cracks. Uh, with him playing, um, I, I I don't get the sense that's going to happen this time around. Yeah. So who do we have coming up? Uh, we got our biggest opponent of the year so far. Uh, we're going up to Atlanta, taking on Memphis. Um, have you guys looked at their roster at any point this year? Nope. No. Okay. They have 11 guys that, that play. Take a guess at how many of them are seniors. One? I'm looking at the show notes, so I will uh, I okay. will bow out. Okay, abstain. Uh, yeah. Crow, Crow, 11 players in the rotation, 10 of them are seniors. <laughs> wow. There is one freshman, Chandler Lawson, or not Chandler Lawson, um, where did he go? Jonathan Lawson. Um. Yeah, everybody else. Now, some of them are transfers. It's not like they've all spent four years at Memphis, uh, obviously. Um, but yeah, very veteran team. That profile's really similar to Auburn. Um, offensively, they aren't a great shooting team, but they take care of the ball. They can kind of get to the basket, rebound well. Um, don't take a ton of threes at all. And then defensively, they're a top 20 unit. Um Great in the paint, which is interesting because they're not very tall. Uh, they still they still get a lot of blocks. Um, low two point percentage allowed. Um, yeah, I mean this this is gonna look like an Auburn Auburn playing Auburn just about. I mean, yeah, a little little more experience, a little uh, less upper end talent probably, but um, should be a good one it's on NBA court too. I wonder if any pros will be there. Like last time played in Atlanta, KD showed up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, the Hawks schedule is this week. But. You see the Hawks, uh, Trey Young got in a fight with their head coach? Not in an actual, like, fisticuffs fight. They just no. disagreed on uh, the severity of the shoulder injury is kind of what it comes down to. He just like, didn't turn up to the next – well, he told him either come to shoot around or don't come at all. And he's cool. like, well, I'm too injured to come shoot around, so I'm not going to come at all. Not a game. Not a game. Shoot around. Yeah. 
shoot Not around. <laughs> shoot around. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me thinks somebody's having a, uh, a contest of who has a stronger will. Yeah. And we'll see who lasts. Yeah. Probably not the coach. Guys, guys all I see is that Memphis's free throw defense is 171st. And they're up against the team that has the number one free throw defense in the country. That is true. 55%. But that doesn't that have a lot to do with playing a lot of games in the jungle? I think I, I mean, no it, more than all I got. All I can think of. Yeah, I mean Auburn's played. Uh, were we eight? No, now we've played six of them at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, and really, that's it's not an answer. It's it, it's uh, St. Louis shooting like one of eleven or one of ten or whatever that was, and then Colgate shot eight of nineteen. So it's really yeah. I mean, games. going into that. It looks like I see a lot of 60%. Um, South Florida, just a bad offensive team in general, was 52%. Um, but, yeah, it's – obviously there's nothing really to that except for a home court advantage, which in non-con isn't that big of a deal. Um, it's not like we're playing you know, top 10 matchups for the you know, arenas. I don't know. I mean, there's sold some out. legendary trash talkers on this team. Yeah. Well, yeah, on the team, yes. Yes, I do agree there. Uh, and it it helps having Derek Hall, uh, you know, a couple feet away, shouting at him a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he's got to be uh, he's got to be the number one fan. Like I don't know how nil works. I'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> but somebody should be sponsoring Derek Hall to be going to these away games. Like at that, like at some point. Can't that be happening? Get Derek Hall in Atlanta. Get Derek Hall to Tuscaloosa. Get Derek Hall everywhere uh, we go. I'll I'll text him if he wants to go with me. I'll uh, I'll pay for his ticket if he wants to come sit with us.